<laughs> Honestly, I wish I was in a battle metal band so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> Playing fucking tavern. I bought this. The music's fucking finished, dude. I bought this to have on the bus, and then obviously the bus didn't show up. It's just like a weed fucking. 2% grapefruit beer. Oh, you're drinking on the bus, you <laughs> fucking Jake. Oh, fucking Jake who drinks fucking grapefruit German beer. beer. <laughs> Every time I look at your wall, there's something else. Even in the fucking half an hour I've been here, every time I look up, I see something else that I've just not noticed before. Yeah, Did you put, put new things up? Yeah, there's a couple of new things up. Yeah, the Lost Cat thing's new. The Lost Cat thing is sick. Uh, I really like that one up top right as well. That's right. really fucking cool. That's uh, that's the homie Aiden from Frankie, Full Swing. Oh, yeah. Full yeah, Dot yeah. Swing on Instagram. He is an incredible street artist and he's done these amazing prints. Um, yeah, his prints are fucking fire. They I sell got, them in Frankie's, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got that one of Bridgeton Cross. <laughs> fucking cool. Um, the yellow one's like a. The yellow one was a. A card we got that we just re- <laughs> we just really liked the um the the print on it, so we just stuck it in a frame. And yeah, that one's super cute. That one's got titties on it. That one's got titties. Someone's foot getting pissed on. That's pretty cool. What the fuck, dude? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I need to get some close inspection. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty nasty, pretty nasty. What and just. What in the Sasha Gray fuck is going on in this house? Look, dude? we live in a sex positive house. Like, you know, if you want to get pissed on, get pissed on. <laughs> if you want to have people take pictures of it, that's all good. And yeah, like consensually. Consensually. It's all, yes. it's all good. And then the, the best one that I slipped in fucking last minute. <laughs> From the homie outer. The homie. <laughs> yeah, he painted. Oh no. He painted this, uh, this one of one. As you can see, one yeah, of one, one, of one on it. dead end. That's so sick. Yeah, he painted this on canvas for me. Um, he's been doing a couple of little like logos. Like I've been cutting his hair for a long time. I don't know how you talk about people who do graffiti, by the way. Because remember, like I spoke it's about. Remember, I spoke last week about the guy who did I do that on the podcast? Well, you told me. You, t- in, you text me about it. Oh yeah, I was that like a I was at like an art exhibition, and. A guy introduced himself to me as like his graph name. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the way he explained it was, I was Spider Man and he was Doctor Strange. Oh, <laughs> like the bit from fucking absolutely. He's like, Doctor, oh, you were using your made up names. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have one. <laughs> I, I don't have one. I, 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 I cut hair. I'm a regular ass dude with a name. <laughs> well, shout out fucking outer. We repost his shit on Instagram all the time, so go check him out on Instagram as well. He's he has man. some really really cool pieces on there. Um, but obviously for the audio people that are listening you can't see it so definitely go to our instagram and find it we'll post it again you posted it, it literally yesterday i have posted it i think i posted them a couple of times now but yeah just go check him out it's, this shit is so cool like i definitely do like the whole tagging graphic artist scene like graphic artist graffiti artist scene like i was toyed with the idea yeah of like getting into it in some sort of way but i don't know i stole too much as a kid so i probably thought like i'm already breaking the law yeah one crime's enough yeah i don't know i when i was younger i used to like do it in notepads all the time and never really did it out and about yeah yeah, yeah. i used to do this thing where i go through like a dictionary and i just like find a word and i graph it like i either like tag it or do like some sort of like big horrible throw upy thing and it was always loads of fun but now, like, because I tried to, like, I tried to do a couple of things for us, like, when we first started mm-hmm. doing the podcast, and my brain just can't do it anymore. I can't just look at letters and go, I'm going to make that abstract as fuck. Yeah. When I was younger, I was just more in it. Yeah, I think it's, it's like anything, isn't it? It's just, like, if you're actually doing it all the time and you, like, can find the inspiration to do it, like, your inspiration for life in general changes as you get older. So it's, like, everything that True. we were super inspired to do and super like into doing when we were younger like not necessarily like that doesn't exist anymore like like half the things that i like to do as a kid like depressingly doesn't really doesn't really sit in my brain anymore yeah the only thing that still lives it is like playing games 
everything else is just like, nah, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I can't really be bothered with much things anymore. Nah. That's like the plight of getting older, though, isn't it? Like, you realise that, like, the things that bring you joy don't make you money, so you stop doing them. Yeah. Like, and because you're just you're so focused on being a fucking regular-ass adult yeah. that you don't do any of the things that you should. Oh. Jesus. It's sad, though. I'm just thinking of. <laughs> just you know, like you've like propped that up there. Can yeah. that actually see us? Yeah. Because there's a tripod there. There's a what? A tripod. You. Fuck. Dude. It's, it's not for me. It's not mine. It's Shanna's. How fucking long has that been in this house? Like maybe two weeks max. Bullshit. Can I use it? Yeah. I'm just going to set it up like fucking happy. Yeah, Shanna got it. Shanna got it for a job. Yeah. Because she's, she makes, like, the, the social media things. I swear, I swear to God, man. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so because she's doing, like, some stop-motion thing for her work. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's, she's creative as fuck. It's pretty cool. She, she's got her ways. She's got her ways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I'm for... i all of her motion-sick <laughs> viewers right there. That's way better. I can already... I mean, it's wonky. Nice. Nice. That's there we go. so much better. Oh my days. <laughs> We're semi-pros. Oh. Semi-pros. Man, you know what? Remember we used to have a stand and then I broke it and then we just never got a new one? You probably just get one of them. It's we pretty should. good, it? <laughs> That's so sick. But we had like a proper like taller than you stand. And taller than me stand. Cool. Used it quite a lot like every fucking episode and then it broke and that was fucking ages ago and we just never bothered replacing it yeah but also that's not on me that's not on me you know nothing about this podcast is on me you have to tell me (laughs) when where and why and what (laughs) otherwise i don't care yeah and then the other thing that i ask you is how much and then i send you cash i mean i'm just gonna straight up just send you like the full amount just like, oh, this thing's fucking eighty quid. That's fine, man. Just you, just pay for the whole. I'm fucking, fucking holding thing. some folding. It's all good. <laughs> I'm fucking balling. It's <laughs> oh, good. Man, he's fucking rolling in this. Yeah, I got racks on racks. Anyway, lots of cool graffiti friends made things for us, so that's nice. This is episode sixty-two of Dead and Friends podcast. Two podcast. Two podcasts. Ah. On you go, man. We're closing in on the special number, though. What special number? You know the special number. Nice. 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 That episode's just going to be a full hour of us performing. (laughs) (laughs) Wind and dine, and then some. Mm -hmm. Whatever else comes after that. Call it it a 68. This is the podcast. (laughs) You suck me off and I'll owe you one. Yeah, fair enough, man. I'm down. Nice. This is a podcast for two dudes who don't know anything and talk about everything. You can find us on social platforms at Dead and Friends Podcast. <laughs> social platforms. The one we have. You can find us. Well, you can find us on streaming, Dead and Friends Podcast, and you can find us on the the video platform, the YouTube's. Same place, same name. Um, if you can't be bothered going and looking, if you find us on Instagram, everything is in there. Or search Google. But you know what? You're already here. I almost shat myself at work today. Why? What do you mean, why? I just almost... Oh, had... you actually just nearly pooped? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I had lunch. I was feeling great all day. I had lunch, and then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my belly hurts. <laughs> I, like, rushed a boy out of the chair. Like, rushed him. I was like, <laughs> like this hack, haircut is hack done. job? No hack job. I'm just good at cutting hair really quickly. <laughs> Uh, so and, what you're uh, saying is you drag out all your haircuts I charge 28 pounds of course I fucking do I make people feel like they're getting something of work <laughs> but yeah I went upstairs I pebble dashed the fucking porcelain man <laughs> it was rank it was so rough <laughs> just, I, I, I've not felt like that for a very very long time but I knew I was on the Edge. But that's actually pretty good for you, because I remember there was a point in time where, like, you fucking 
like every other day was you like i am going to shit myself if i fart too hard mm-hmm. so the fact that that's the first time you can last time uh, first time in a while you felt that way just shows you you know you've come a long way that's true i'm going where you now. were you know i mean i am quite regular which is nice just if we're filling each other in like i shit twice a day nice pretty much every day nice so you know that's good man it's pretty good man so thanks for filling us in and the fact that you nearly shit yourself like i i mean like i've shit myself as a grown man me too i can i can no blame it that i have put my pants as a grown-ass man and it was like you said i was like i woke up on a sunday morning mm-hmm. and i was like laying on my stomach when i woke up and i was like yes and for whatever reason i slept in like boxes which i don't usually do are you just like stone cold birthday it. suit yeah 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 I yeah, just, yeah i free ball it um so yeah, I was like Fancy. laying on my front and I was like, I felt one brewing and I was like, here we go. <laughs> Start the day off fucking right, son. <laughs> and I just like, <laughs> squeeze. I was like, well, they're going in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly into the shower. <laughs> That's so weird though. Like like the one time you actually like wore underwear. I know. I feel like your brain knew. I thought I was wearing a nappy. Oh shit! I, never, I was thinking like the other way, like your brain was like, I'm probably gonna end up shitting myself in the morning, so I'm just gonna put make them keep boxes on. Maybe I had a dream that I was a baby. What did? But you went to sleep with your boxers on. Yeah, and because I was constricted, I was like, mm, gaga. <laughs> <laughs> just thought that was like an actual infant. <laughs> Basically, you woke up, your brain was just like, ah, I'm baby now. <laughs> I got to go goop. <laughs> and then that was it. Just, just instantly shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the my grown-ass shitting yourself story was I was taking Luna to nursery in one morning. Oh, you were a parent at the time. I was a parent at the time. Nice. So I got Luna ready. Emma was already away to work. So I was getting Luna in the car to go to nursery. Uh-huh. So I got her down the stairs. I felt fine. Like, I didn't feel dodgy at all the entire morning. Had my breakfast. Was fucking just having a normal morning. Left to take Luna to nursery to then go to my work. Got her down the stairs. Was about to put her in the car. And I bent <laughs> bent over to put her in the car. And farted <laughs> as, as I bent over. And it was, like a, it was like a bingo dabber. Like, I just felt like my asshole, like just touched the touched my boxers like on the fucking cloth of my boxers and i just went nope i just picked luna back up out of her fucking car seat just left her on the car went and changed i had to be like come on sweetheart and you go back upstairs so i'd like so confused huckled her out of the car huckled her out of the car ran upstairs like just literally just put her down in the hallway it was just like i'm going to the toilet it, I don't know what she did. I ran in the toilet and just pulled them down. And right enough, it was, it was just like a perfect little circle of brown <laughs> shit. Full just, house. <laughs> it was the fucking weirdest thing. And then, like, I, I had like fucking chronic diarrhea. <laughs> Why do y'all listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> they don't anymore, man. That's fucking for sure. But that was That's yeah. True. That was the last time as a proper grown-up ass adult I shit my pants. Hmm. I mean, does that count? Like a little bingo dabber, it was like a marker pen. You marked your scans, aye, it counts. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Can't really argue with that. Right. Well, can you do me a song? Because we said we were going to do this this week, so can you do me a song? I've been trying to think of one all day. What? Free ball it. <clears throat> Don't shake yourself, though. Ba, 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 da. Ba, da, da. Da, da, da. Conspiracies. <laughs> that was very like Superman shit. Yeah, I had the Superman theme tune in my head, and I was like, I can't just rip that. So when I get sued have, by fucking Warner Brothers, I have a request. Yeah. For this. Yeah. Slow it down, Daddy. Oh, you speak so fast when you read, and I'm just like, oh, do I? <laughs> and I know if I'm thinking that, the listener is thinking that, the one. Oh shit! Right. Okay. I didn't realise that. Okay, I'll slow it down. So this week... Slow your fucking roll. Okay. Okay. That's fine. 
So this week, at Gary's, at Gary's request, actually, this was Gary's idea to do this one. We have decided to do... I mean, you'll probably need... I'll, like, talk about the stuff that I've found, and I'll read it. But I literally didn't know anything about this until I started reading shit about it That's this That's the week. fun of it. I'm not filling it out. I'm just letting this happen. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because you've so, got all the fucking info there. I know, I do have the info, but... You're the one that like watches the videos and shit. I was gonna make jokes. You're going to the like the fucking deeper end of the conspiracy. I'll, I'll just, just talk watch about YouTube videos. I'll talk bro. about the facts. Exactly. That's the best part. I that's the that's the best part about like getting into conspiracy theories is watching the YouTube videos. Because they're all fucking insane. They are insane. I God hope you touch on insane. some of the things that I know. That'd be good fun. Right. I also hope you just say things I don't know so my mind's blown all over again. <laughs> well this this particular article that i'm going to read through was pretty fire it was probably the, it was the best one i found for sure Hell yeah that's why i picked it so <clears throat> this week we are talking about the denver airport denver international airport so like i said before i had no fucking idea what this was about gary was literally just like can we do the denver, denver airport and i'd seen one person mention it before and i was like oh it's like it's like big or something that must be the deal with it. <laughs> it's just a big airport. It's just Let's a big giant that. ass airport. So like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then, so I obviously went and like looked at it and holy shit, it goes so deep. Mm-hmm. I think that, but like the thing that I will say at the start, they seem to really buy into it now. Yeah, they've definitely leaned into it a little bit. <laughs> which makes on, like, it less fun. No, dude, I fucking love it because it's making all the pure diehard conspiracy theories, conspiracy theorists look so fucking goofy. <laughs> I love it so because they'll As come if out. They haven't done that themselves. Because <laughs> they'll come out with some like fucking straight out of left field crazy ass conspiracy, and they'll just basically be like, "Yeah, sure." Killed it, wasn't it? <laughs> the gargoyles talk. Killed it. <laughs> what you fucking saying? So, let's get into the Denver airport and how the Denver airport became an icon of the Illuminati. I thought you were doing a fucking spell, dude, but you're <laughs> but you getting a fucking bit of string. <laughs> was a thread on my jumper. I'm just getting rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, oh my god, he's actually gone like full conspiracy. I'm doing a spell. What so, the fuck do you take me for? <laughs> man, are you not the Sorcerer Supreme? So I, like, our source for today um, is an article on the website called Thrillist. It's an article by a man called Colin St. John. That's a good name. And it was published in 2017. Mm. So, I'll just be reading this verbatim. Midway through our tour, am I going slow enough? Midway through our tour, our tour of the Denver International Airport, media relations chief Heath Montgomery tells me it's kind of amazing that it's lived on as long as it has. We're standing in the Jefferson Terminal, a capacious main hall famed for its vaulted white tent roof that mimics the Rocky Mountains to the west. But Montgomery's not talking about the structure or even the sprawling airport itself. He's answering a very important question I posed. Why has the wild speculation about the Denver airport persisted for more than 20 years? Mm. Ever since DIA opened to the public on February 28, 1995, after numerous delays and nearly $2 billion over budget, the airport has been a hub not only for United and Frontier, but also for our nation's most salacious airport-themed conspiracy theories. The demonic horse greeting visitors, the apocalyptic murals, the involvement of the Freemasons, and the many other oddities relating to the airport and its construction have provided endless fodder for DIA truthers, hysteria mongers, and late-night television hosts. Not surprisingly, Montgomery tells me that he's talked more about these seemingly implausible conspiracy theories than any other topic in the four years plus he's been there. I think they used to be annoyed by it, but in recent years, we've just embraced it, he says, pointing to a 2010 episode of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. (laughs) The fucking body? The body got involved? That's how you know this shit is real. (laughs) Oh. 
uh, pointing to the episode of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura as a huge factor in the rumours going mainstream. You can fight it and fight it and it doesn't change anything, but if you embrace it, it becomes an opportunity to talk about the airport. Oh, this guy's so goddamn oh, positive. Free advertising, dude. That's the nicest way of putting it, man. This dude just loves planes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This dude got this job because he fucking loves planes, so now he just uses an excuse to talk about planes. To talk about planes even more. Ah! Talking about the airport was why I've driven out here, of course, but I'm looking for answers that I'm not certain an official spokesman, no matter how forthright or knowledgeable, will be able to provide. So begins my dive into the dystopian world of Denver Air- Denver International Airport conspiracy theories. Ooh. A quest that will ultimately bring me into contact with some of the people responsible for sparking these mysteries. Send me to the library to scroll through microfiche as if I'm in a John Grisham movie circa 1993 and lead me to make some tough conclusion about what's really going on at my deeply strange local airport. <laughs> I fucking, I love this article so much. Like, he writes it so, so well. He writes it well. It's so good. So, first thing that we're going to cover is the Freemasons. Now... I don't know the first fucking thing about the Freemasons. I've got a couple of books if you want to read them. I am not going to read a book. It took me ages to read this article, dude. There's <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way I'm reading books. Like, there was a Masonic Hall in Nielsen where it came up. Of course there is. There's Masonic Halls everywhere. But literally the only thing I knew it for was some people had parties in it. Cheap pints. It was pretty cheap. It's part of the draw. <clears throat> I'm not going to ask any questions because I feel like I'm not allowed to ask questions, am I? I don't know, are you? Well, you seem to... You have books. Am I allowed I to got, ask questions I got, about? I got plenty of books. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just going to fucking get into it, man. Well, we're in Jeppesen Terminal. Montgomery leads me to an object of much speculation. The capstone laid over a sealed time capsule at a dedication ceremony on March 19th, 1994. Etched into the stone, underneath an inscription bequeathing the time capsule's bequeathing. contents to the people of Colorado in 2094. God damn, that's soon. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that? Is that a thousand years? 2094? <laughs> is, fucking... is that a hundred years? I fucking don't know anything. No, it's a hundred years, right? 1994 to 2094 yeah. 100 years 1000 years <laughs> <laughs> fuck Wait, dude man yeah 1994 to 2094 is 100 years yeah you're right so fuck like Correct. we'll be dead because there's no way either of us forever. fuck you man neither of us are making it to 100 dude. are you fucking high I've got a book up there I don't give a fuck if you got books dude <laughs> so many people have books what the fuck do you mean <sighs> good books you got, you got a book that's going to make you live to over 100 I've got books when were you born 91 92 92 no fucking way dude you think you're going to make it fucking 102? I'll make it 104 just to fucking spite you. <laughs> Man, you will be fucking long gone because there's no way that you will be able to live without me and I'll be dead by 60. Maybe the best years of my life. <clears throat> that hurts so much. <laughs> oh. <sighs> uh, sorry, so underneath the inscription for the Colorado people are the square and compasses symbol of Freemasonry and the names of two Grand Masters. Did you just say Colorado with an American accent? Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. Welcome to Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> I mean, if I don't fucking know, dude. As well as mysterious group, as a mysterious group called New World Airport Commission. Ooh. And from what I can gather, that, that, those four words was like the fodder that conspiracy theorists it's the fact that people put new new world onto it but the the way this guy explains it <laughs> just makes them look so fucking stupid <laughs> the capstone was part so this is montgomery sorry the capstone was part of the pre-opening festivities montgomery says it's a time capsule that's sealed with two pieces of granite that the masons made unfortunately People connect the Freemasons with the Illuminati and secret societies and all of that stuff. 
we do have two Masonic symbols on here because the Masons actually made this for us. It's not uncommon to have Masons to be part of large public facility openings like an airport. Which makes sense, right? Because the Masons were all like tradesmen, right? Yeah. Like like cobblers and fucking... Right? <laughs> ah, cobblers. Yeah, like making shoes making and shit. made shoes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> is there an Adam Sandler film about shoes? It's called The Cobbler. Fuck off. No, it's not, dude. Is it just Adam Sandler making shoes? Just making shoes. Fuck off, dude. That's whack. <laughs> he continues. He made the shoes for Freemasons in the film. <laughs> <laughs> he shipped them through Denver. <laughs> <laughs> he continues. The other thing that doesn't help us is that the inscription on the stone says, new world airport commission and people rightly say that that doesn't exist well that's because it doesn't exist but it did exist in 1994 it was a group that was celebrating the opening of the airport it's written a little wonky it's supposed to read the new comma world airport commission it doesn't help because it says new world right there people are dark so basically what they're saying is the guy who fucking did this inscription forgot to chisel one little fucking line boop changed it all (laughs) he's right it doesn't help Montgomery points to a braille tablet that rises up from the stone and features one of the two masonic symbols my favourite conspiracy I've ever heard of is if you touch it the right way it's a kind of keypad that's connected with aliens or the release of toxic gas, he says. <laughs> there, there's such a wide berth between aliens and toxic gas. He's straight up death. <laughs> but then also touching about a fucking stone the right way. And it's a goddamn keypad. Do I fly into Denver and just have a look? I do. Like, after reading all this stuff, I do so much. Like, Is there enough money in the budget? In the Dead End Friends budget? <laughs> well, fucking... We've got a fiver. Fucking OG Owen. OG Owen. Gave us a fiver. How much is it for flights to Denver? I imagine I think it's a lot. Owen needs to send us some more fivers. Hey, OG. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Where the fuck even is Denver? Where is Colorado in, in the States? Like, it's in the in the States. <laughs> it's, it's in America. You fucking. I'll bastard. bring up a map. Sorry, I don't have a globe next to me. No, man, I just thought you might have known. That's why I was asking the question. See, if you didn't fucking know, you could have just said, I don't know, man. I don't. You just need to be I a can, sarky bastard. I know you can search? smoke weed there. Why don't you search? It's why are you trying to look? Because it's more why fun. Why are you trying to look? Fucking search for it, dude. No, it's more fun. Let's <laughs> just try to search the whole continental United States. Try to find one fucking state. What's it called again? Colorado. Colorado. How do you see it? There's it. How do you see it? What Colorado? Colorado. How did I see it? It made me sound American. Colorado. Fuck (laughs) off, dude. Right, whereabouts is it? Like East Coast, West Coast? It's um. It's like slap bang in the middle, man. Right in the fucking middle. Next to Utah and OK. It's next to Ut, OK, Mmm, and Y. What about Arkansas? Is it near Arkansas? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it definitely isn't. Why is, is this it? Kansas? Why is this our Kansas? It's near America Kansas. Explain. Yeah, it's near oh, Kansas. Whatever, man. It's, it's, it's over there. <sighs> Later, as I flip through newspaper microfilm at the main branch of the Denver Public Library, I find mention of the ceremony among articles about the construction of Coors Field, the death of local altruists, daddy bruce randolph and the fallout of the nancy kerrigan tonya harding incident in the in the march 20 1994 article jr moringer the correspondent on the scene for the rocky mountain news groused about the two hour length (coughs) of the commemoration and the masonic rituals involved he also threw through this red meat at would-be conspiracy conspiracists some of the hundreds of Masons on hand seem surprised to learn that Mayor Wellington Webb is Brother Webb, a reference to the then Mayor's membership in the organisation. <gasps> Yet there he stood in his white apron, traditional garb of the Grand Lodge of Freemasons. My God. I, still, I, mean, I mean, I'm putting a lot of like oomph in what I'm saying, but I have no fucking idea what I'm saying. 
I don't know anything about these people, man. <laughs> Webb, who now helms a political consulting firm in Denver, did not reply to a request for a comment. His sneakers, made famous during his first cam- campaign, are preserved inside the time, time capsule. Along with a ball from the first Colorado Rockies game, a viewer's guide to Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> a flight book from Denver's previous airport, and other mid-90s ephemera? What? Ephemera. Stuff. Mid-90s stuff. That's Mid-90s too- hangs. St- oh, you fucking... But Scott M. Outry, Grand Secretary of the M.W. Grand Lodge of Colorado, did respond. The Freemasons had nothing to do with the building of Denver International Airport, he writes. The only involvement was the ceremony that was performed for the dedication capstone that was done on March 19, 1994. When I ask him for a mission statement, he sends me a reply that could inspire another Simpsons Stonecutters episode with <laughs> references to former members Benjamin Franklin and George Washington and vague catch-alls like family values, moral standards and community involvement. It's not clear if the Masons enjoy the conspiracies surrounding them, but they sure seem to encourage them through. Oh, but they sure seem to encourage them through their own obfuscation. Not to mention with their funny necklaces. What, dude? You didn't need all that. You didn't need to include that. What's this guy's name again? I was bigging him up earlier on, but now he's pissing me off. <laughs> With the sort of pomp that might have been befitting the completion of one of the Great Pyramids, a time capsule was lowered beneath the floor of Denver International Airport yesterday and topped with a ceremonial capstone, wrote Robert Kowalski in the Denver Post. Also on the day after the event, Kowalski slyly poked fun at the oft-delayed and costly project with his remarks before going on to refer to the New World Airport Commission Writing it just so, without the comma, Montgomery mentioned. Kowalski's article did, however, quote Charles Ansbacher, the New World Airport Commission's chairman. In 2007, three years before his death, Ansbacher attempted to explain the commission's moniker in an interview with local alt-weekly Westward. He couldn't remember exactly why it was named something that for many conjures images of an authoritarian elitist takeover, but he suspected it was a dual reference both to DIA being the newest airport in the world and to Dovrak's Symphony No. 9, popularly known as New World Symphony. The idea (coughs) that there is nothing secretive about this, said Ansbacher, who was a conductor, is totally preposterous. <laughs> so homie was basically just saying, nah, dude, it was a new airport. Nah, bro. And we like this song. <laughs> this song is bussin'. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's called that. Oh. So the, I mean, I don't understand anything about the, the Freemasons, but that seems to be real, like, people get their jaws around that for the fact that they're like on the walls or yeah. on that stone you know it's because no one knows anything about them mm-hmm. shrouded in mystery simple as that so next thing we're going to talk about is the gargoyles the gargoyles so these things are fucking gnarly dude uh, oh. remember the tv show gargoyles nah it used to be like a cartoon it was on like saturday mornings and it was like Gargoyles in Notre Dame, I think it was the full title. And oh. they would like From like Hunchback. I think it was them. Yeah. Oh, it was them. Yeah. It must have been. And uh yeah, they made like a whole T V series about it. Oh. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. Love that shit. I love anything that's got like weird made up animals in it. Weird myth like well like gargoyles. Like myths in that. Oh right, okay. Well like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Do you know there was like a, not a conspiracy theory, but there was a, th- a rumour that in uh, the first like live action, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, mm-hmm. there was going to be a sex scene between like um, Raphael and the girl. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, Richie was talking about this today. That would have been so fucked. And everyone <laughs> bought, like everyone bought this DVD, uh, DVD is, this videotape the, at the time. VHS. 
uh, well, thinking hoping to, get to see some, some fucking some turtle porn. Oh my god, dude, that's fucked. I mean, I'd watch it. So let's talk about the gargoyles. As part of our walk around the airport, Montgomery stops in baggage claim and looks up towards a gargoyle that's sitting in, in a suitcase. To some of the conspiracy theorists, this is a harbinger of something evil or nefarious, Montgomery says. But it's not. It's a fun piece of art. <laughs> Montgomery's such a fucking joker, dude. I love this guy, <laughs> dude. I look on the plaque below, the grotesque, and dis- and discover that the artist is Terry Allen. A few days later, I reach him at his home in Santa Fe. I was invited to make a proposal. This was when Stapleton was still open, the old airport. Alan says with a twang that harkens back to his hometown of Lubbock, Texas. It's a familiar sound to those who have heard his music, most notably the cult classic outlaw concept albums as Juarez and Lubbock on everything. We all met there and I remember there was a committee that included airport people, art people and even a nun. And even a nun? Even a nun! Oh my god. Right off, there was a religious aspect to it. He says that he started thinking about what airports and baggage claims actually were. And it might have been that nun that made me think these are like cathedrals, Alan says. As we touch on the massive failure that was DIA's state-of-the-art baggage system, which frequently misplaced luggage if you were lucky, or shredded it if you weren't. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just going on your holly bobs and then your fucking pants are just shredded in the airport. <laughs> All you see is just like the tag on the fucking system going around and just nothing else. Oh, the cathedral thing made me start thinking about gargoyles. The idea was to put the gargoyle- gargoyles in a suitcase and have them looming over the baggage claim as protectors, just like they were used in churches. I did one for domestic and then I did one for international, which was pretty much lifted right off an image from Notre Dame. And that sealed the title for me, Notre Denver. Uh, Try harder, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Alan installed the pieces in a completed yet empty DIA, aside from the operational Burger King for security staff. (laughs) I love this. <laughs> I, the, I love this. That they, It's fucking empty, but you know what they got? Burger King. They got Whoppers. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine, like, showing up for your shift at Burger King to serve four people? And do s- nothing for 12 hours. The same four people. Actually, it probably could be a lot. Like, have you actually seen how big, like, Denver Airport is? It's massive. It's man. double the size of Manhattan. It's fucking huge. You'd get sick of chicken royales, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, but it's imagine, not bringing in a packed lunch, but it's just a McDonald's. But imagine being the fucking security guard at the other end of the airport, being like, fuck, dude, I need, go, I need to get on a fucking tube right now. Like, I need to get on the fucking subway just to go and get a goddamn Burger King. <laughs> it's not, it's not a chicken royale, is it? That's not what they call it in America, is it? Or is it chicken royale with cheese? What's that whole Pulp Fiction thing? That's talking about the... Uh, the, the Whopper, is it not? Ah, oh, fuck those. <sighs> Where was it? Almost immediately, moronic church groups and others started to read into his gargoyles. They would reach up into the suitcases and put cards that said things like effigies of Satan and you're going to hell. And they'd put Bibles with stuff marked in them and all of these bizarre religious fanatic remarks about the gargoyles. Isn't it hilarious that gargoyles were used in churches to protect the church mm-hmm. and people saw that it had wings and went devil immediately went Do you know what that devil. means god people are fucking morons <laughs> they know <laughs> nothing about anything they should be on this podcast mm-hmm. actually like doing what we claim mm. when i ask him if he intended anything to be evil he swiftly denies it it's actually the opposite he says they're protectors gargoyles are good demons they face out from the church to keep the bad demons out. If I was being malicious, I could have been a lot more malicious than I was. I love that. Very fucking ominous, my guy. He is pretty ominous. Big Terry. Big Do you know this guy? Do you know? Big Tell? Terry Allen? No. <laughs> no. Never heard his name until right now. 
<laughs> just the way it's talking it sounds like he's like a fucking super famous artist or some shit it's like oh let's talk about his fucking albums and shit i mean he may be he may be famous i don't know right maybe famous enough could be famous enough he's feminine it was famous enough to do fucking gargoyles right the next thing we're going to talk about is the demonic the demonic horse the nun who may have inspired Alan's creation is Lydia Pena, a oh, sister guy. of. Oh, no, I don't know who he is. Oh, fuck you. A sister of Loretto, whose long career teaching art history eventually led her to gigs like serving on the architectural design committee for the airport. It was one of the most exciting chapters in my, my life, Pena tells me from her office. Currently, a fundraiser for the Havern School which focuses on learning disabilities she defends artists and their right to create whether the results are controversial or not i got to know lewis Jimenez. he had a great personality says pena of the sculptor behind the blue mustang the 32 foot horse with vibrant gleaming red orange eyes that greets travelers and causes some to have an on the ground panic attacks usually reserved for dia's notorious turbulence as you know, the sculpture fell on him in the process of creation, and ultimately he died. This was one of the God this this damn. thing was so fucked up when I read it. So as the guy as what was his name again, Lu- Luis Jimenez was building the f- demonic horse, part of it came off and actually like impaled him. Haunted, impaled the motherfucker. Haunted. But then do you know what the do you know what the airport did? They still put it up. I mean, he put a lot of work into it. But it was probably, like, unfinished. They just threw it up. Oh, God damn. Because of its intense glare and imposing stature, the horse is a favourite target of crackpot theories, including the idea that it will provide transportation for one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. It's widely called Blucifer by fans and foes alike. I do love that. That's so good. Blucifer <laughs> is so funny. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, mm. <laughs> I like it. Oh, he wasn't a he wasn't a mystery. Pena says he wanted a piece that was mysterious, and it is mysterious. So, from my perspective, Luis Jimenez accomplished what he set out to do. I mean, it's fucking creepy, dude. See it's when you just creepy. look at that, like there's loads of good photos of it, like on like Google, obviously, um, and it just they they make it look so fucking scary at night. Like, that looks terrified. It's got like, fucking red eyes. Why, I just don't understand the eyes. I get... I don't know. It's, like, see if... See if they it's our just... bro. What the fuck? I don't know. I know, but, like, you don't need... You don't need to make it look so goddamn scary. You say this as if we don't live in a city where there's a man on a horse wearing a traffic cone. Ah, oh, but that's funny. This that's, horse is called Blucifer. That's good patter, man. They make t-shirts and shit out of it, man. It's just a good laugh. Blucifer is just fucking straight up terrifying. Apparently it's got nuts. Bruh, look what? at that. Why would you put balls? Oh my god, man. I fucking hope it was his dick that impaled him. Imagine it was the horse's dick. Check That's that a butthole. Horse. That's a horse taint. That is a full horse butthole. What oh an earth going on. Who took this photo? <laughs> Get right up in the taint. My lord. I mean, there was one thing that we can say about Louise. Uh huh. He was thorough. You know? <laughs> he was thorough. <laughs> he made sure he knew what his fans wanted. You know, like he, what he his got fans right in wanted. About there. The fans wanted blue anuses. They did. They want blue anuses. <laughs> I do think, though, that blue anuses is a good place to leave it for tonight. <laughs> Because Denver Airport is so big, like, like yeah, literally, literally, and figuratively, and, yeah, <laughs> metaphorically massive. 
Um, we could talk about it all fucking night, but mm-hmm, we'll pick mm-hmm. it back up again on the next episode. Yeah, the next episode is where we get to talk about the thing that I am I am the most stoked about. Yeah, it's a real fun part of it. The bit, like, the surface level stuff is all good. Like, there's some spooky shit going on, but it's when you go underneath the airport. That's where the magic happens. Um, yep. So He's juiced. Tune in next week to fucking part two of Denver Airport. We will go literally go deeper into the airport deeper. and the conspiracies that will follow Lucifer till then we're going to leave you with the, the old favourite dead end jumps dead end jumps dead end jumps yeah. um, my picks this week were bussin bussin respectfully 100% if I do say bussin so. these songs I picked today bar the last two because they were just thrown in because we need five songs and I couldn't think of another two <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> these were all songs that came on today whilst I was at work that made me instantly bob bob my head and I was like well I need to find out what these are the first one I skipped back seven songs to find because <laughs> I didn't have a chance in between clients to right, check yeah, yeah, but yeah. I went back and I found it and I was like perfect <laughs> that is it so it's a, a song called Tommy's Intro by Junior T uh, featuring on the song is River Tiber or mm. Tiber and Has to be Sean Leon. Sean Leon. Um, Just rhyming everywhere. River Tibber, Sean <laughs> Leon. River Tibber, Sean Leon. Oh, beautiful. Um, I'd never heard this song before in my entire life. Me neither, man. And I am glad that I have because it will live with me for a very long time. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. It was just good. Like, the drum beat on it was, like, exactly what I wanted at that moment of the day. The sun yeah. had just started coming out properly. It was it was just nice. Like, it was, it was a good moment in my day. So good, man. Uh, the next song is What's Up Fat Lip by Fat Lip. <laughs> <laughs> I just like this song so much. Every time I hear it, I'm reminded about how much I actually like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's Up Fat Lip by Fat Lip? I said cool it. You know, like, that's the lyrics. He's like, him just saying, What's Up Fat Lip? And then he said cool it. <laughs> Where, is this the is one? It? Is this the one that you you played that is like it starts slow? No, 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 no. Um, uh, it it says, "Who ain't seeing me around? Be like, dude, you Who am I kidding? Who am I fooling? When they be like, what up, fat lip? And I say, coolin'. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, lyricism. That's the chorus. That's amazing. It's a, it's a, it's a great chorus. Type that trying to turn a hoe into a housewife. Hey, yo! What do you expect? I give respect for and feel for all the whole N-words keep in check. From far from hard, emotionally scarred on Rico Boulevard, I was regarded as a arsler. And I make myself sick. Get on my own. Fat lips going through it. <laughs> I made myself sick. This song was really fun until right now. I made myself sick. I get on my own nerves. Immature, insecure, grown-up nerd has been has been MC on a label that's unstable. Chopping blingy on the table. Who am I kidding? Who am I fooling? When they be like, "What's up, fat loop?" And I say, "Coolin." This so man is deeply insecure. What we're saying is, we enjoyed the lyrics where he's actually saying that he's coolin', but actually, you ask him, oh, and that's what he's telling you. But then you find out this Shit man is coolin', madly depressed. <laughs> yeah, he is. God damn. Well, you know what, man? We think you're coming. Oh my god, this whole song's so sad. Man, I kind of wish you didn't tell me the lyrics now. I wish I hadn't read them. I was just happy with having that, like, real cool <laughs> fucking hook. <laughs> what a fat lip. And I say cooling. You know? Sick. Love it. The next song is Them That's Not by J Live. So this song them, is them another one that came on the, 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 the radio today and mm-hmm. work. And like I heard like the the cymbal hicks. I played it to you earlier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that hi hat, and it was just, t- 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 and then it starts getting faster and faster. And then J Live starts rapping faster. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the drums come in, and he slows down. Yeah. But it still makes sense. It was nuts. It was like <laughs> a proper moment. <coughs> Excuse me. A proper moment in my day where I was just like, huh. <laughs> I just fucking loved it. I, I, 
it sounds like it's music from a very specific era in like hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. you look at the you look at the um, the artwork for it, and it's like. <laughs> yeah, the dude's got like janky ass glasses. And He's shit. wearing like a kangool, like, <laughs> like yeah, flat cap. yeah, like a fucking Samuel. L. He's Jackson. got like designer chin strap going on. It's like the contrast is so high. The highlights are up on it. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and one. Yeah, so about right. If I had to guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was right about then. <laughs> but oh god, imagine if the lyrics were real sad on this one too. And that was just my theme. Like, it was like I really like these sad. fun songs, but they are highly depressing when you dig into it. Um, nah, not that sad. Not that sad. Looking like who you don't want and where did it come from? Sipping on chicken wing, smacking on stout. What? Step to this boy at the label of the month, like yo, what's the hap, kid? Let me get a deal. <laughs> sipping on chicken wing. Sipping on s- chicken wing. How can you sip on a chicken wing? Look, J Live will do exactly what he wants <laughs> when he wants. Um. Oh. What? I'd fuck that. Sipping I'll shrink my feet wing. if the shoe don't fit. What? What? <laughs> what? What? Then? Hey, J Live. I'm at the Cinderella ball. Now it just don't quit and fuck that. I'll shrink my feet if the shoe don't fit. Huh? Huh? Fair enough, dude. I love it. I'm all about it. <clears throat> this is my new line of hip hop that I'm just totally into. You're going to get tattooed across your chest. 2001 hip hop. <laughs> and nothing else. <gasps> when did the first one come out? Uh, ah, 2020. Shame. Anyway, next song is by Deftones. This is the second week in a row I think I've put Deftones on. Is it? Uh, no, it's not. You definitely um, put one on now. I put weeks, one on two weeks ago. Two weeks ago now, yeah. Oms. Oms. But this one is Swerve City off of the album Koino Yokan. Oh. Um, and it is incredible. I poo-pooed this album so hard when it first came out. You poo-pooed it? I poo-pooed it. I was like, I don't really care too much about this. Oh, really? Yeah, and then like I listen to it now and I'm like, fuck, it's so good. <laughs> it's actually amazing. Because I love Diamond Eyes so much. Yeah. And I just thought, right, this album is just B-sides, clearly. You know, mm-hmm. like I was just I was just kind of annoyed because I was like, I really wanted something new. Because obviously before, up until like Diamond Eyes, Deftones weren't making music like that. It yeah. sounded spacey and heavy. It was like grimy and dirty and like... Yeah. It was riffy, but it was like it had its own thing, and he rapped a lot more. And I, this album was amazing. Now, like in retrospect, yeah, <laughs> I think it's so good. Looking back, so so good. Um, I just think Gino Moreno pretty much can do no wrong. I remember I watched like a video of them like about to play like Pink Pop or something in uh-huh. the states, and um, he did like an interview, and they were asking him like, "Oh, so like, what is?" Like what is the what is the, the the genre of your music? And he was like, "Oh, it's just heavy, like emotional, like emotionally heavy." And I was like, "Oh, oh. yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really emotionally heavy." <laughs> and it just it stuck with me forever. And now every time I listen to him, that's all I can think of. Just this is emotionally heavy right yeah. now. Because he was just like wearing like a really massive Dickies like hoodie. He Obviously. had, like, bleach blonde hair that wasn't quite right. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. But it is, it's a great album, like, now that I look back at it and, like... Because I love the album after that, Gore. Gore was great. Yeah. Is that the one with the flamingos yeah, on the, the flamingos front? flamingos on the front. Yeah. I don't know why I loved that and hated <clears throat> Koino Yokan. I don't know why. I didn't really like Koino Yokan either. I wasn't a massive fan of it. But it's where City is bouncy as fuck. It's got that amazing, like... Down, yeah. down, 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 down. Yeah. Like it's unreal. Like it's just cool. Um, the next song I put on is uh, "All Nightmare Long" by Metallica. Off it's also too fucking long. Whatever. Off the album "Death Magnetic." Ugh. "Death Magnetic" was a good album. Was right? it? Yes, but it's also only a good album because it was the album they released after "Saint Anger," which is not good. So it couldn't be any worse wow dude it's not good what's your fucking tone tell me two good songs off that album St. Anger it's one and um, Frantic 
You cannot tell me that Frantic is not fucking top tier Metallica. It's so goddamn good. Don't fucking come with the lyrics though. Frantic. You're living a riot. You're living a riot. You can't fucking. You can't. You cannot tell me that that album doesn't bang. You cannot tell me. Like you know, I I'm can. not. Those you you know, I'm not a massive fucking Metallica fan, but that Those album was fucking poppin'. What was the one that was on fucking Mission Impossible? Was that not on that album as well? Mission oh, Impossible Two. I disappeared. No, I, I don't think it was. Was it not on the album? I thought it was on the album. It was around that time, though. It was around that time. That's a fucking banger as well. That is a banger. It's not on that. Album. Is it not? <laughs> but um, I like this song a lot. I just think it's real fun. Yeah. And I think that's what they kind of wanted. Maybe, probably not. They probably wanted to be cool and like hip and edgy. But I'm like, ah, that's fun. Yeah, it's super just, fun, like, man. Thank you. It sounds like a thrash metal song. Yeah. So that's all you're here for. I don't need anything else. <laughs> I just need thrash metal. But it does, like, I agree. I agree. Thrash metal is great. It serves its purpose. You really enjoy it. But does it need me eight minutes long? Does it need me eight minutes long? It's a good riff, though. One song. But it's a good riff, so play it for eight as minutes. A, as a good riff, but like... So for, for eight minutes, you uh, enjoy that riff? Nah. Go home and uh, listen to that song. Tell nah. It's not good. I mean, I, I'm going to enjoy it. It's just too long. You know what I'm like, man? See if a song's two minutes long? You can, oh! All your picks are like 30 seconds long. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. See, this is, as soon as it's over, like four minutes, this better fucking entertain me. <laughs> or I'm fucking out, dude. Like, see if a song is five minutes long, I would like, I'll probably not listen to it. But see if it's like eight, then you know it's like, like, I'll, I'll go with this, right? If you listen to eight, you're expecting like... You expect a journey. Epic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're expecting it to be a proper fucking story, right? Do you know what, though? Uh, All Nightmare Long isn't. <laughs> it's gonna, just that one riff. I'm going to hate it then. I'm straight, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to be so bored two I'm minutes in. I'm pretty sure he sings the chorus about 24 times. Why? Just turn off the... Just press, chorus. press the stop button when you're recording. Just know where to stop. Just they hunt you down without mercy. Hunt you down on me long. Oh, can I go now? I want you go. First song I put on is Lick Upon by a guy called Victor Vaughn, who you've never heard of. Because I'm super cool. You definitely have heard of him. It's, it's MF Doom, just as another guy. <laughs> it's just one of Victor Victor MF Doom's aliases. So he has two albums, is Victor, Victor Vaughn. He has like one official album and then another one that kind of came out but didn't. Is it's like right? strictly on YouTube and it was on yeah. Spotify for like a month and then disappeared again. Mm. It's really fucking annoying. Because that yeah. is a great album. A great fucking album. So this is from the Vaudeville Villain album. Which, if I was to pick... Like, I love MF Doom as MF Doom, obviously, because... I talk about him far too much. But see all of his alter egos? Like, I fucking love this victor von album it's good it's so fucking good start to finish absolutely banging same kind of vibes but he's coming from like a different persona because what's the song is there a song on mad villainy that he's he he raps as victor von yeah um oh it's the fucking song man it's one where he's talking about like his ex-girlfriend is now with MF Doom. Tell him to be ready and prepared to be stomped in the ground. What fucking song is that? Fancy Clown. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he does the bit on... Is it Bistro where he like he introduces all of them? Yeah. Is it Bistro? Yeah, where he's like, Bistro born and grown. He's talking about like Mad Lib and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. says like Quasimodo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Just so, the same two guys and <laughs> four cunts. <laughs> <laughs> like upon is, is uh this song in particular is a fucking banger i think this is like the second third song on the album Ooh, he and it, on. think he got a new song think he got a look upon whatever it is <laughs> so close spot on dude <laughs> i it, am doom the whole the move 
that that album vaudeville villain is so fucking worth a listen man that even the skits in it are class so they have like open mic night skits in it as well that are just fucking excellent man it's so worth a listen just like for lyrical content and some of just like the strangest production of all time um like pop snot and stuff is just like the, the actual beat that's going on behind that is just fucking weird um, the next song I put on is a song called Party Suicide by The Birth Defects, which is just a pure throwback for me, I feel. Like, it's a fairly recent song, I think. Um, 2015, so not that recent. But it feels... Within the last decade. It feels very, like... It's, you can tell it's very influenced by, like, Sex Pistols and The Clash and that side of punk yeah like british, british punk, punk like b-52s and all that garbage. and it's just so much fun again yeah. it's only like two minutes fucking long and it's just like he's doing that kind of like <laughs> vocals and shit it's great man like i, I really really like that not song. b-52s i said b-52s and they what, are like love shack yeah that's not <laughs> who i meant to say <laughs> i never even am i thinking of you just like fucking love shack love shack are, are they a punk band B-52s? Because I know that I song. I have heard that song. Rock Lobster. Do they have more? Rock Lobster. Is that one of theirs? Yeah. Love Shack. Maybe love But then you go to like the f- fans also like and it's like Devo. Psychedelic Furs. I fucking love Devo. Crack that whip. Devo class. Yeah. Anyway. Continue please. The next song I put on is Super Rich Kids by Frank Ocean featuring Errol Sweatshirt. Super rich kids with nothing but hands. It's a great song. It is. Fucking great. Edel's verse in this is obviously shamazing. Shamazing. So, shamazing. Some, like, somebody did that thing where they like, highlight like the rhyming schemes and stuff. Yes. On this song as well. Like I've seen that they did it for Oldie. For mm-hmm. Edel's verse on Oldie. And they did it for this as well. God damn it, dude. I just don't understand how his brain works. Like, how he can chain words over multiple sentences to all make sense, but not saying... Like, you couldn't put them in the same sentence to make sense, but when you split them out over fucking, like, six sentences, they all make sense in that particular order. Yeah. Oh, he's he's such a fucking genius when it comes yeah, to lyricism, he's, man. He's real cool. and he. But the thing that will always kind of, like make him not as good as he's not Pitbull he didn't rhyme Kodak with Kodak and <laughs> I think for me personally that's just when music peaked <laughs> I just want all y'all to know that <laughs> oh it's going down no timber my lord okay the next song I put on is I by Kendrick Lamar off Aye. the Tip Butterfly album which is like I just love the way this song fucking starts but it's just like the band kicks up it's like, is this mic on? Turn up the mic! And it's just like everybody like tuning up and stuff. And then the, the guitar starts, the nice little chingly riff that it has. And you're just like this the entire time. And you're just fucking vibing, dude. I done been through a whole lot. Trial to believe but I know guy. It's so good, man. And then there's like a fight in the middle of it somehow. Because why not? There's just a fight breaks out. Because like, when you listen to it, it sounds like it has been recorded live in a club. And then a fight breaks out in the crowd of this club that they're in the performing club. in. in the and then he just starts shouting away from the mic, telling people to stop fighting. But then he comes back and does like another whole ass verse with no band playing with him. Like, this song is a journey. <laughs> it's a fucking journey. It's so goddamn good. He actually he actually released it before Tibimpa Butterfly came out as a single. And it's so different to the version that is in the album. Like, so fucking different. Even the words and stuff are really different. (laughs) And, like, the way the whole song is, like, laid out is different. I don't know know what made them change it. Because why the fuck not? Yeah, I suppose. So he brought the single out and it was, like, a hit. People absolutely loved it. And then they came out of the album and everyone was like, the fuck is this? That's not the same goddamn song. (laughs) Had the same hook, but different lyrics. He can just do what he wants, man. And then the last song I put on is just a An fucking classic. Unequivocal banger. Bussing to the highest degree. I Wanna Be Your Lover 
by Prince. Just immediately as it kicks in. (laughs) 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 I don't know the words. No, you don't need to know the words. So good, man. Just fucking bop. I like, I like, I vividly remember this. We were driving in the car one time, and I had the playlist on in the car, and this came on shuffle, and Emma skipped it, and I remember getting furious with her. That's gross for like, the divorce. Oh, furious goodness. with her, because Emma listens to garbage. Like, still listens to Bewitched and shit. Like garbage. Say la vie. So she doesn't really know Prince. She didn't listen to anything like Prince or like Michael Jackson, like any of the actual fucking good music from the nineties. She didn't listen to anything like that. She listened to fucking Bewitched and Steps and fucking Atomic Kitten. So when actual good shit comes on, like Prince or Michael Jackson, a motherfucker will skip it. She'd be like, oh, that's 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 boring. Like, motherfucker, I know it's five minutes long and I said I didn't like how long that is. Right? This is quite long. It's six minutes long. I know it's six minutes long and I said I don't like it being six minutes long, but I'm allowing that because bop for six minutes. But when it's got like a, a sawtooth like synth solo. <laughs> you need to let it run, you baby. You get into that. That's you need fine. to let it run forever, baby. Fine. And if you can't get on board with that, we're not on board with you. Fuck off. Just slip this off. Nah, I love her. I love her dearly. But goddamn, she she does not like anything good apart from me. I'm not even good. that is questionable. Motherfucker, you you are coming at me hard today. You gonna come at me? Oh come on, you, you what? Gonna, you gonna, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean no. by that? Huh? <laughs> Anyway, episode 62 is donezo. Goodbyes. Goodbyes. So, next week, part two of Denver Airport, where we get to do shit that we're actually stoked about. This was all, this was all, this was all the surface level shit. This is, this is the foreplay. Yeah, this is the stuff that we can make jokes and have funny fun with, but. It's about to get deep. It's about to get real fucking deep. So deep, put your ass to sleep. My boy Ace Cube. Anyway, we love you loads. Thank you very much for listening to yet again one more stupid fucking episode. One more. Peace, peace, peace. Bye. Love you. Hi, you, dickhead. Love you too, man.